All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, welcome back. Jason Greger showing Sports 1440 live on Oilers Nation YouTube. Lots of conversations uh, going all over the place. Uh, I like it. So you can get in there. Cons is always uh, monitoring the uh, conversations there. Uh, uh, lots of questions. Uh, I like this one about Nugent Hopkins. And 62% of the votes have uh, felt that Nugent Hopkins is going to come in more in the uh, 80 to 90 range rather than higher. And uh, then 10% have him at uh, 70 to uh, 80 points, which would still be second best season of his career. Because prior to last year, he'd never scored more than 69. We'll see. The Gregor Show is always presented by our title sponsor, PlayAlberta.ca, where uh, get in the game. You can have some fun. Of course, they have their new boost bet options. If you want to get a little odds boost, if you want to try it, as we mentioned, you know, ones that involve uh, the orders, uh, orders to score last and to win the third period. Now, think about that. If you think it's an empty net goal, oh, it's not a bad one. Plus 420. Mm, don't mind that at all. Check it out, playalberta.ca. Now, let's get to our big guest of the day, brought to you by the JPHL, an academy-style approach. That's the Junior Prospects Hockey League. For U14, U15, and U18 players with a focus on skill development and education. Learn more at juniorprospectshockeyleague.com. Our weekly Wednesday contributor, Stanley Cup champion, former NHLer, ace analyst now in the NHL Network, and he's also added to his arsenal. He is the uh, Penguins color analyst for uh, about a quarter of the season. Mike Rupp joins us. And uh, Rupper, that's, hey, let's start there. The uh, Penguins got to see uh, Connor Bedard last night, but it wasn't the Bedard show. It was the Felino Dickinson-Perry show that stole it for the Blackhawks. 
<laughs> hey, let's just, if you're the Penguins, like, thank God the Blackhawks are in the Western Conference. They, <laughs> they knock you out of the playoffs last year. You, you kind of crumble down the stretch. Yep. Uh, you got to beat them to get in. They knock you out, open up the season. Everyone's re-energized, looking forward to this year in Pittsburgh. And they uh, they gave you that one. You know, they, they come back in a big way in that game. And um, the, the, the veteran guys, like, I, there's a, it was an exciting game for Chicago Blackhawks yeah. fan. I still... I, I think that you've got the veteran guys in there. Connor Bedard looked incredible. I love watching Felino and Perry kind of do their thing still. So, um, man, I was impressed with Connor Bedard though. Like they, the way he played that game and controlled a lot of, a lot of play when he had the puck. Like he just did things that, like, not that I didn't or anybody thought that he was not ready, but he looks like he's ready to take control of things. Um, it's one game, but he showed a lot of good things in that one. Um, but then the little things, too, I just want to mention is like, you know, yeah, you got dominated on faceoffs. Uh, That's going to You know, they, they, but like, let's think about this, though. Like, when Sidney Crosby came into the league and we used him as a comp from playing against him last night, like, I played against Sid. Sid, 100 points, offensive, the next one. Uh, he stunk at faceoffs. Yeah, <laughs> like he did. He did. You know, like he he did. He had a muffin of a shot. Like I, he did. <laughs> but you know what he did? He put the work in, and he won a Rocket Richard. He scored fifty plus. You know, like he he's, he put that work in on faceoffs. Became a top end faceoff guy. And today in the league, he's the best two two way uh, player in the National Hockey League. So that's you know, Bedard's got everything working oh, for him. Yeah offensively he's just got a you know some of those nuances he'll put the work in and and i think he'll be uh, great in all areas down the road yeah it's amazing though like it's an 18 year old and the main you you lose those face-offs because a you don't have the strength on some of them b you probably just don't have the the quickness now of these other guys at the nhl because they've practiced against nhl guys for well in sid's case like 16 years for goodness sakes mind-blowing or 18 whatever that ridiculous number is of him malkin and Latang being teammates together so it's kind of it's kind of crazy but any concern i know it's only one game but after what happened last year with the penguins and people look and say, man, like there's certain losses, Rupper, that, that hurt more than others, right? You lose opening night to Carolina, people are like, man. But it's Chicago, who a lot of people think aren't going to be that good. Is Was there any cause for concern for one game that you didn't like about the Penguins? I mean, it's going to give you a nasty taste in your mouth, you know, just for that reason. Like Chicago, all those things we mentioned, it's going to be a long year in Chicago. Like it is. Yeah. I mean, they're going to, you know, Peter Mrazek looked unbelievable. Uh, I, I don't think that's sustainable. You know, I think that they're going to be a team that does not win much, does not play with the puck often, um, but they'll have some nights where they'll put it together, and I was impressed with them. I was impressed with the way they played. But Pittsburgh, on the other hand, you know, ran into a goalie that, that played really well. Uh, I, I'm, I, it's going to take time. They haven't figured anything out in the, in the preseason with this power play, and that every, that's everybody's been talking about since the, the acquisition of Carlson. I'm still a firm believer that it's got to be Latang and Carlson on it okay. and on power play one. And they didn't go with that. You know, Jake Gensel came back from injury and, and um, you know, they, they, they kind of moved some other pieces around. And, and it's a work in progress. It's going to take some time. I mean, there was areas of the game. Like, it looked great. He got a goal. You know, Gensel, Gensel came back early from injury. It's going to take him a little bit of time. I thought Latang looked good. Carlson looked good at, at times. He looked fine. Uh, it was just a, it was just a okay game for the Penguins. So they're they're certainly going to be better. They've got to be better. But that one stinks. To your point, like that's one, especially when that team ended your year and there's not much promise with that squad this year. 
uh, it's a tough opening night loss. Mike, the one thing I noticed watching their power play last night, for, for at least on the two, and I didn't watch the whole game, but on the two that I watched, Carlson barely touched the puck. And to me, I don't care. You got to get guys involved even just touching it, like moving it around. Like he was standing on that left point for a while. I'm just like, is he even on the power play? Like I, you got to move. And they weren't doing anything. That was the thing that I was like, okay, if he's not touching it, but they're going bingo, bango, bungo, and the other guys are getting shots, no problem. But they had the puck for 35 seconds on one power play and just moved it around on the opposite side of the ice and did absolutely nothing with it. Yeah, I mean, I think there's certain spots where you want to – here's the thing with that Penguins power play. And, and There's been times in the last number of years where it's been really good. Yeah. And there's been times where it's been really bad. And there's times where it's just average. It, it needs to be better than – certainly better than average. It doesn't have to be top three. That would be great if it was. But, I mean, with that talent level, like, you've got to be top ten, right? Like, you've got to be in there. And, and the thing that I think has caught that team over the last number of years, they, they get very stagnant. Like, they, it's almost like Malcolm will get it on the half wall and everybody just stares at him, right? Yeah. Like, you've got to get some movement. Gino's got to get movement. But the one part where I don't want you to move, I don't want you to go up top where Eric Carlson is. <laughs> That guy had 101 points last year running the top. Like, that's what he does. And you're right. We saw him on the left side of the ice, the left circle. He seemed like a fish out of water. Like, that's not his spot. Like, I see, you know, so, yes, move around, get creative, but let EK65 be up top there, you know? And then everyone else kind of get lost in the shuffle, and that's the battle that I think they're dealing with. Yeah, so, uh, and, you know, it's it's one game, and I don't know how much they played together in the preseason or not or how much, you know, the pace was there, but it definitely looked a little bit out of sync for me last night. Uh, now we move tonight, uh, Rupper. All seven Canadian teams are involved. Uh, Edmonton, Vancouver, Calgary's in Winnipeg, Toronto and Montreal. Uh, Ottawa's got the toughest one. Maybe they're taking on uh, Carolina. Let's start with uh, the offseason in Ontario. Give me your thoughts on the Leafs and then the Senators and what you think of their new lineups. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think this uh, Leafs team is going to run away with the Atlantic. Um, maybe that's part, partially due to the departures in Boston, the Vasilevsky injury down in Tampa till what December. Um, I, I just I don't think there's going to be very much resistance. Not, not that they're going to be bad teams. They're just not going to be elite teams uh, for a good part of the season, and we'll see how it plays out. I mean, I like Ottawa. I like Buffalo but they're not going to be on the same level as the Toronto Maple Leafs. So let's see how that works in their favor. I think that the best thing for Toronto is for one of those teams to elevate and kind of push them down the stretch because you want to be playing the right brand of hockey, not running away with your division. But this Leafs team's loaded. They're good. Um, I think that they've got a nice mix. I like some of the moves that they've made. Um, we'll see how Ryan Reeves, Max Domi, Tyler Bertuzzi, like they, I mean, they, they, they added grit. They added some attitude to that lineup. Um, I think that's what they needed. Uh, they're they're a team where um, they're they're going to put the puck in the net and they're going to find ways to. Um, they'll be very good, but it's it's almost the same story every year. And I feel bad saying it all the time, but it's almost like wait till the spring. Like we'll have to see what that means, you know? And I do think they took a step last year. They took a big step. Like now it's time to take another. And, uh, and I just don't want them to think just because you added grit to the lineup doesn't mean you're a hard team to play against. Um, Everyone's got to buy in. So I think that that's where they're at, but they, they should have no problem in my opinion. Um, Maybe even being the best record in the Eastern conference, but they'll win that Atlantic division. Mike Rob joins us. 
Robert, I, I see a lot of people picking the New Jersey Devils to win the Stanley Cup, but I'm just like, man, what am I missing here? Like, they're adding youth on their back end. Youth doesn't win in the playoffs on the back end. Like, Kale Mc- even Kale McCarr, by the way, had, you know, had a few years uh, in the postseason before they went all the way to the Cup. So I just... I, I like New Jersey in their future, but I, I just people like they've made the playoffs once in 10 years. I, I don't think they're suddenly jumping to be the cup uh, winning the Stanley Cup. Am I wrong? Where do you what do you think about the Devils? So I, I'm, I'm I'm right there with you, Greg. It's like you, you have high picks. Luke Hughes, Simon Nemich. They're, they're, you know, you're going to add those guys and, and institute them and get them going. But they're not even necessary. I think that that roster of that, that decor, like you're going to be asking them to play top four minutes. Mm-hmm. So, and let's not forget, like they subtracted Ryan Graves, who I think is one of the better defensive defensemen in the National Hockey League. Um, there's no him. There's no Damon Severson who has his warts in, in his game, but he can eat minutes and he can provide you with some veteran play. Um, that's a position that's very difficult to have youthful guys come in and, and just thrive from the get-go. So that's, that's the one challenge. The other challenge I think that they have is there was a lot of career years last year. And I think anytime you see career years across the board on a roster, it, it's kind of foolish to think that they're all going to match that again. Right, like some might, but there's going to be a drop off for some. Like a lot of things went well for them; they surprised a lot of teams. I still think they're going to compete for the top of that division in the Metro. They are a good team. I wouldn't put them as a Cup favorite. I would put them in the conversation as one of the teams that can come out of the East. But I still think Carolina, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, you know, it's, there's there's some other teams that I would I would put ahead of them at this point, but they're an exciting group that when you look back one year ago, and we just saw this Lindy Ruff extension as, as the head coach yeah. a year ago this time, they're asking for his head, right? So yeah. uh, lots have changed, and uh, this team has come, and I love their progression. It's just, you know, slow it down a little bit on the expectations. It's, it's going to be a grind this year for the Devs, but they'll, they'll be towards the top of the division. Rupper, uh, Jack Campbell, is this the redemption tour starting tonight in Vancouver? Let's go. Let's go. I mean, I don't, you know, here we go. I mean, it's, uh, a part of me sits here and thinks, uh, you know, there's certain teams out there that are in the same kind of situation where it's like, are we going to, can we have a year where we're not like talking about the goalies? Like who's going to be in the controversy and who, you know, is it okay? Like there's a lot of good things. I think this, um, this this Edmonton Oilers team is done. Um, they're a team that's going to be uh, one of the premier teams in in the West. Um, I hope Jack goes out there and and has himself a game. I hope that the goaltending there is a strength of this hockey club because I I think that that's a distraction that they would like to park. And obviously, getting good, good goaltending is a huge piece of winning. Um, but yeah, I mean. Let's see. Let's see how this goes with Jack Campbell, and uh, I hope he can get back to kind of his old form, and if he does, then this team doesn't really have many weaknesses in my book. Now, Rupper, I apologize if I haven't seen it, because I know there's prognostications everywhere. They're all fun. Uh, Who do you have as your two finalists in the Stanley Cup? My finalists? I don't know if I've done that yet. Oh, well, there. Maybe that's why I haven't seen it. I'll save that for you. All right. There you go. Who you got? I'm going to go uh, my finals. I'm going to say the Carolina Hurricanes are going to go against the Colorado Avalanche. Um, so 
That's kind of what I got. I just think this abs one, there's a lot of question marks there too, but they've got a lot of retribution, uh, you know, kind of um, players kind of getting a second chance here. Um, and uh, reclamation is the word I was looking for, reclamation projects. And if it works out and Jonathan Drewen works out, playing with Nathan McKinnon, he's making, you know, 800 and whatever. Um, when you got Ryan Johansson getting in there and, and Nashville's picking up 50% of his salary, like, I mean, those are things that are kind of gifts that fall in your lap. So we'll see how those work out. Um, I think that this, this Colorado team is going to be an elite team, and it's going to be between them, Edmonton, and Dallas. Those are my three – and, sorry, Vegas. Those four are heavy, heavy weights. Uh, they're going to be battling out, but I got Colorado going to the finals. Rupper, as always, man, it's a great time. Uh, enjoy the games tonight, and uh, we will talk to you next Wednesday. Awesome, Greg. Enjoy, buddy. That is uh, Mike Rupp from the NHL Network. Like a genuinely good dude. Like when, there are certain guys, I'll tell you right now, if, if you were going to put together like a table of certain guys you'd want to have dinner with, and like Rupp, okay, Rupper played for a long time. He's got lots of different stories. He played with some of the league's best players. Won a cup early in his career. And not only won a cup, man. Like, the guy scored two goals in the Stanley Cup final, for goodness sakes. Like, he showed up. He wasn't just sitting there on the bench doing nothing. But uh, he's got a lot of stories. He would be one of those guys that I would put in the top. And just a very fun guy that the average fan would be like, okay, here's a guy I'd want to have a beer with. That's uh, that's that's what you'll get when you uh, chat with Mike Rupp. 422, Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. Uh, text line is humming today. I love it. You guys are into the regular season mode. I like it. 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. It is the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Uh, we'll return. We'll uh, hear a little bit from uh, Jay Woodcroft later on in the show. Specs uh, being a good teammate, uh, got us some um, some audio from uh, Woodcroft and a few others today. Uh, we'll talk about the Oilers defense and 11-6. Uh, and six. Is that the lucky number tonight? It might be for both clubs. We'll tell you why next on the Gregor Show on Sports 1440 and live on Oilers Nation YouTube. Oh, such a good tune, man. How does that not get you fired up? A lovely Wednesday afternoon, October 11th. Oilers beginning their 44th NHL season. But only the 11th time they will start it on the road. There are only three, six, and one in their first 10 games on the, uh, where they started on the road. They lost the last two. McDavid's rookie season, remember that, in St. Louis? And then in two thousand, in the fall of two thousand eighteen, I like to call it the two thousand nineteen season because that's when it ends. And uh, they were playing in New Jersey and lost in Sweden. I can't remember was that Clefbaum's hometown. I don't think it was his hometown, but uh, obviously it was his home country. Him and uh, Larson were pretty fired up to play there. So Oilers and Canucks for the fifth consecutive season will start against one another. Oilers are three and one in those last four years. All of those were in Edmonton. The order's only loss came in 2022. They won last year. and then, Or sorry, in 21. They won uh, last year, lost the year before, then won the uh, previous two years before that. So lots and lots of text. Uh, many of you, we had asked the questions. So you can answer whichever ones you like. A, how many points you think the orders are going to get? B, how many points you think McDavid's going to get? Goals for Dreisaitl. We had a few little wild cards. Uh, Dylan Holloway. How many points for him? We had what percentage do you think the order's power play is going to be? 
Also, who would be your dream first round matchup? Which coincides with how many points you think the orders get and where they're going to finish. So feel free to text in answers to any of those to 833 401 1440. Hey guys, uh, Eric Carlson is going to be this year's Jonathan Huberdo. Oh, from uh, Nogi. <laughs> it's bold. It's a very bold take. So. Hey, Gregs, have the orders added any other assistant captains? Wondering about Hyman or Ekholm from uh, Robert? Uh, no, they have not. I don't think you need more, let's be honest. Um, Matthias Ekholm doesn't need a letter on his jersey to be a leader, uh, nor does Zach Hyman. Uh, you ro- you're you only allowed two every game anyway, so they're currently rotating between Nugent Hopkins, Drysdale, and Nurse, right? Two of them every game wear it, and then uh, one guy doesn't. So I don't, honestly, for me, I, I don't think you need more. But that's just me. I I think Matias Ekholm at this stage of his career and Zach Hyman, how they're going to lead is not going to change one iota, one sliver, if they get an, uh, an A, uh, as associate captain. Hey, guys, who catches 99's Oilers goal record of 583? Drysaddle or McDavid? Or both who gets there first? From Coach Mike. Oh, Coach Mike, that's a that's a lot of goals to get to. It's a lot of goals. So as I've said before, I believe both of them are going to um, sign extensions in Edmonton. Now, it might only be four years, but still, uh, I, I believe both are going to uh, be here in Edmonton. And so if you look at it right now, where they are in in goals anyway, Drysaddle's at 306. Like, think about it. He's got a long ways to go. He's at 306. McDavid's at 303. So let's just say they each have five more 50 goal seasons as member of the orders. That would put Drysaddle at 556, and then McDavid would be at 553. So then they'd be close. But that's five more 50 goals. And I'm just saying 50. Like, Dreisaitl, heck, he's already, this could be his fourth 50-goal season coming up here. And then he's got to do four more to be at eight. Like, those guys, if they're going to catch Gretz, are going to have to play here for at least, so let's say, seven more years for McDavid. He's got three years left in his deal, so let's say he signs a four-year extension after that. Seven years. And let's say he scores 40 goals a year on average in seven years. That's 280. That would put him in a tie with Kretzky. So, so he needs 280 goals. Now, maybe he scores a few more 60s, so that changes it, right? Gets a few more 60s, then maybe it's it's doable for sure. If it's seven years, because 40 goals on average over seven years, I don't think that's a crazy number. Then he could catch him. And dry settles the exact same thing. It's a good question. Um, it would probably come down to who stays healthier. But something tells me like Connor McDavid is now entering a real high goal scoring time of his career. We saw it last year. I do not think it was a fluke. Look at McDavid's goals in the preseason. The one thing I've really noticed is watch his shot when he's coming down on a goalie and he, he doesn't shoot five hole per se. He shoots it at around the, uh, 
upper high shin on the goalie on where he's going to go down on the ice. Because when he goes down in that position, you shoot so fast that he believes it's so hard and fast and it's accurate. When the goalie goes down, it's impossible to be in that position because his stick's not there. His stick's in the middle. Look, Go look at his first goal of the preseason. It's exactly where he shot. And you're just like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, A, you got to be accurate, which he is velocity on it and now he knows how to that little slight hesitation he's he's become a better shooter because i remember talking to connor and told me well i never really had to shoot on the fly in junior he never really did he didn't was because you can't work on everything you don't have time so you focus on one thing i'm going to dominate this and then the next year it's something else and then the next year it's something else and this is the greatest player in the world right now and he's still improving so i think it's a real good reminder for people out there that you know your son or daughter if they're playing just let them focus on one thing. It's realistic. To try to want to improve everything, it's unrealistic. There's not enough time. Right? Like McDavid came to the NHL. We heard Mike Rupp last night. Sidney Crosby came to the NHL. He had a muffin. But he was still one of the greatest players. And then he worked on that. So I, I don't think we've even seen the best of McDavid, which is scary to think. Hey, boys, this year the Oilers are going to step on the throats of all the teams. I wouldn't be surprised to see a few 7-2 games. Connor and Leon are sick of getting burdened by playing to protect the lead and sitting back. There will be no mercy till the last whistle from Mark Z. Ooh. Well, it's funny because Ekholm said we have to get comfortable and not always look for the next goal. But I think if... I I always think the biggest mistake a team makes is you've played 50 minutes, you're up four to two, and you've been controlling the comp- game. And now it's like, well, let's sit back. No, you just played 50 minutes of completely controlling the game because you were playing aggressive. Just keep playing the same way. The other team for that night doesn't have an answer to you at all. Hey, Gregor, is Holloway a big question mark? Is he a top six player or a third liner? He reminds me of Cogliano. Came out of junior's offensive guy, ended up being a great third line center. Thanks from Andy S., carpet guy. Well, Andy S., uh, Cogliano actually became a third-line winger. Remember, when he went to Anaheim, he was a winger, not a center, and uh, he became better as a winger. Um, here's the thing, though. The, I, I think it's it's a way too early to make an assessment on Dylan Holloway, and here's why. Because Holloway is like a lot of players. Like, first of all, he didn't get a lot of ice time last year, and the NHL is damn hard. But just look at Holloway when, when you look at his numbers. So in AJHL, his first year, now granted, he only played 28 games, was banged up, but he had 27 points in 28 games. Pretty decent. The next year, he had 88 and 53. Big jump. First year at Wisconsin, played 35 games, had 17 points, so a half a point a game. The next year, he played 23 games because he was gone for a bit, and he played and he scored 35 points. So he went from half a game player to a point and a half a game player in one year. Last year in the NHL, nine points in 51 games, very limited. He never had that limited a role at, uh, at the AJHL or at uh, U Wisconsin. Limited in both those places, but not as limited as last year. So he had nine points in 51 games. I will bet you everything I own that he is scoring way more than nine points in 51 games this year. Like last year is like, look at Leon Drysaddle's first 51 games. It's great because 51 games for, um, and it wasn't 51 games. Sorry. He had 51 points his second year, but look at at Drysaddle, or I'm not saying Holloway is going to be Drysaddle. But remember Leon Drysaddle first in the NHL? He had 37 games, right? He struggled. He didn't do much. At that time, 
people were, oh, he's not fast enough. Oh, I don't think he's going to be good. It is way too early to make any sort of assessment on who Dylan Holloway is going to be when he's played 51 NHL games and lots of them with under 10 minutes a night. So I would say sit back, enjoy the fact that Dylan Holloway, there's very little pressure on Dylan Holloway. You got Drysaddle, you got McDavid, you got Kane, you got Nugent Hopkins, you got Bouchard, you have Nurse, you have Ekholm. There's way more guys with infinitely more expectations of them on Holloway. If Dylan Holloway scores 13 goals this year, people are probably pumped because A, most of that will be five on five because he's not going to get a lot of power play time. Like the second unit, if they could score five power play goals this year, that would be really good considering the amount of time they get. But yeah, for me, too early to want to... um to want to jump down on that. Hey, guys, uh, Rupper said about New Jersey, it's tough for the majority to have back-to-back career years. So in a downer question, which orders are due for negative regression from Randy? Randy, I think it's a fair question, right? Now, here's the thing. When it's career years for guys who who haven't had, like McDavid technically had a career year, but if you actually prorate his numbers, in 2021, he had basically the same numbers. Right? Leon Drysaddle. Had a career. I, I think the easiest one and the obvious one is, is Ryan Nugent Hopkins, right? I, like Ryan Nugent Hopkins to jump up from 69 to 104. It's amazing, right? His career high in goals was 28 prior. Then he went to 37. So do I think that Nugent Hopkins could come down? Yes, I do. But Evander Kane only played 41 games last year. So let's say Nuge drops down to, and I say just 80 points. Do I think Evander Kane can pick up some of those points? 100% I do. Do I believe that Connor Brown, because as good as Nugent Hopkins was last year, here's who Connor Brown has to outscore as a top six right winger on the Edmonton Oilers. Kyler Yamamoto had 10 goals, 25 points. Yesa Pugliarvi had five goals and 14 points. Combined the two, and they had 15 goals, 39 points. And that's in 116 games. If I asked you to take that bet right now, the Connor Brown's going to score more than 15 goals and 39 points. And, and by the way, I said 116 games. He can only play 82. It's a no-brainer for me. So even if Nuge comes down, so some orders did have careers, but lots of other guys struggled. right? Like Darnell Nurse... Darnell Nurse has had 40 points a few times in his career. I, th- I think that's that's very attainable again for him. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. He's had 41, 33, he had 36 and 56. Then he had 35 and 71. And now he's had 43. He's been really consistent. Really consistent. Despite all the naysayers, he's been pretty consistent in what he brings because most of his points come at five on five. Ryan McLeod, 11 goals, 57 games. Now, staying healthy will be the one thing. But do I think Ryan McLeod can chip in three or four more goals? I think he can. I mentioned Dylan Holloway already. I think Derek Ryan is a guy that I'm not sure I expect 13 goals from if we're looking at regression. So he would be one. Warren Fogle, that's kind of what he is. Warren Fogle is is actually pretty consistent. Season starts, you're like, you know what? He's going to score me 10 to 13 goals because that's exactly what he's done. 10 goals, 13 goals, 10 goals, 12 goals, 13 goals. And the one year when he scored 10 was only the, uh, the shortened season of 53. So, you know, I think Fogel probably if I'm going to pencil him in for 13 goals, I wouldn't, I don't think that's a huge, huge expectation. So Nugent Hopkins would be the obvious one. And then Zach Hyman, I think those two would be the, uh, 
a regression. Now, how serious of a regression is a really good question. But while those two might come down, I think Kane's going to have a better year than he had last year. He had 28 points in 41 games. Still decent numbers. I look at Evan Bouchard. Evan Bouchard had 40. He was a half a point a game player. I think he can jump up to being like a, a .67 point a game player. Maybe more. So I think the order's offense will be fine. I really do. But it's a good question. Hey, guys. Connor Brown's a 15 to 20, 40 point guy in his career. With this offense, I can see 50 points from HVAC Nick. Oh, yeah, 100%. I would agree wholeheartedly. Uh, Con- Connor Brown is an infinitely better shooter than Bullyarby or Lamamoto. Just as a straight shooter in front of the net, puck on his stick. You give me 10 shots from Brown, 10 shots from Bullyarby, 10 shots from Yamamoto, I'll take Brown all day. And I think, I think it might be like five goals for Brown to one for Bullyarby and two for Yamamoto. I think he's that much better of a shooter. Now, three out of five, five out of 10 might seem high. Let's go out of 50. Probably a little bit better, more realistic. Right? I just, Poyarvi was not a shooter. And Yamamoto was, Yamamoto had good hands, good anticipation, but he wasn't going to beat you from any sort of distance. That's just not, it's not his thing. Hey, Greg's, what about the real question? How many disallowed goals for Hyman? Ooh, now that is a spicy question. Got to put your name on that next time, buddy. Give us a nickname. First time texter. I like it. How many did he have last year? Six? Cons, was it six? I think it was six. Gonna have to look into that one, but that that sounds good. It feels like it could have been more, though, Gregor. Like it was uh, every second game or so. He was touching the blue paint. No goal. Uh, I'll have to double check. I thought it was six. So I'm going to say he has at least four because he plays right on the paint, man. He's going to some of those are going to come back. That's how he is. Justin, thanks for the text. We'll come back with uh, five questions. Gregor, Connor Howe with you on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Oh, also, we just got these. Uh, we don't like him to go to waste. Uh, Brad, uh, he's under the weather like con man, so he can't go to the pizza pig out tonight. He has two tickets. He doesn't want to wait. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Pizza pickout starts at 6 o'clock at Molson House. If you can 100% go... You go there, I'll tell you it's a lot of fun. There is a little bit of fundraiser there. So you'll get free tickets, which is a big bonus. And then the deal is you have to at least buy one of the uh, the 50-50 or the raffle or something. Okay? If you make that deal, because it's all for charity, we'll give you the free tickets. It's 125 bucks. So if you can go to the Pizza Pig Out, text right now, 833-401-1440. Text your uh, first name, and uh, we'll pick a random winner in about five minutes. We continue on. Game day on Sports 1440, baby. Oilers in Vancouver to take on the Canucks. Speck will join us uh, after five from Vancouver. Also, we'll hear from uh, Jay Woodcroft and a few others if you missed it. Jack Campbell will get the start in goal tonight. 
Vancouver and the Orders both could be going to 11 and 6 as both have a limited cap space and both have some injuries to start the season. So uh, we'll see for sure if uh, Ekholm is going to go or not. Uh, we know Ryan McLeod's in. We think Kulak is in. Ekholm we're not 100% sure about. So uh, we'll find out if uh, Speck is, uh, you know, has he been uh, searching around, peeking around corners to find out uh, who's going to play or not later tonight. We'll find out. Let's get to uh, Saint Question. Or as uh, we like to call it sometimes, uh, five questions brought to you by The Brick. Have a seat for everyone this holiday season with furniture from The Brick. You can save up to $1,700 on sofas and sectionals with a variety of styles and features to choose from. Browse our huge selection today at The Brick and The Brick.com. <laughs> It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, Greger, we'll start with some over-under rapid fire. So we'll go with Connor McDavid. I'm going to go from last year. Over-under, 153.5 points. Oh, yeah, I'm going over. I think he's going 160 plus. I'm with you. I don't know if he gets to 160, but, uh, yeah, over 153. It's got it figured out. Uh, How about Leon Dreisaitl, 128.5? I will also go over. I'm going to go under. Not too much under, but a little under. 125, I'm saying. And uh, we'll go for the team as a whole, 109.5 points. Well, I don't... It's a good question, actually. 109. It's not a lot of room there. Yeah, I'll go over. But not by a lot. I, they might be 112, 113. So, but I'll still take the over. Yeah, we're going to agree on this one. We're going over everywhere. I, I agree because I think they're going to win the division. So I think they'll need uh, to go better than last year. Question number two. When you look at this Oilers team, uh, when at some point, if they do decide to make some additions, is there any area that you think they'll look at? Um. Oh, Yeah. I think they're going to be looking at uh, defense, and I also think they're going to be looking at for a right shot center. Yeah, I'm with you. I think defensive depth, as we've seen in the playoffs every year, can be crucial, so they can add a few names uh, down the stretch. That would be good to see. Uh, question number three, what did you make of Connor Bedard's NHL debut last night? You know what? From no, I didn't watch all of it, but from uh, from what I watched, he hey, he looks like an NHL player. Um, there, there's going to be some growing pains. No question, like every 18-year-old. But, man, the kid's confident with the puck. There is no question about it, and he is going to shoot a lot. That's what I love about him. 11 shots attempted. You know, just keep that up because eventually they're going to start going in for him. And, yeah, I I really enjoyed watching him play. Uh, Looking forward to seeing him go again tonight, back-to-back nights in the NHL. See how he handles it. Uh, Question number four, of course, the Elks announcing today that they will close the Upper Bowl at Commonwealth next season, except for games when there is that extra demand. Uh, What do you think of that decision? Well, it's the right decision. I, uh, I, I don't. Now, I understand, you know, we got some texts earlier from season ticket holders who sat there all the time. I get it. Change isn't fun. You're not going to like it, and I totally understand that. And they'll, and they'll lose some people. Some people are like, you know what? I don't want to sit elsewhere. I mean, sitting in the same seat for 10, 15, 5, 20 years, whatever the number is. But it'll make an overall better experience when you have more people closer, right? The sound will be louder. It'll be better. The, the challenge is going to be a few things. How do they handle those season ticket holders 
They have to ensure if you've been a season ticket holder for a long time and you've had a good vantage point, you can't say, okay, you know what? You're going to go from the first five rows in the second deck and now we're going to put you in the bottom 10 rows because that's the only place we have seating. That's going to be their challenge. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to sit upper section wine. I'm trying to think, had I been told, you have to go down there, the first concern would have been, well, what's the price going to be? Because that's why we sit up high. It's, it's cheaper to get in. And let's be real, a lot of people that have their season tickets up in those the nosebleeds, they make their way down. So I, I think for me personally, it's a good move. It's going to make the atmosphere even better, uh, get a lot of people in there. And then when there's the demand up, you can open up the the upper level once again. But I, I'm, I'm just wondering what people might say, you know, if you have to go from the cheap seats to ones that are a little more expensive, maybe uh, some people resist. Final question for you, Gregor, the season is underway in the NHL. So looking at the entire picture, it could be off the ice, at the games, whatever it is, uh, what is your favorite part of the NHL season? <sighs> favorite part of the NHL regular season. I'm assuming regular season, right? Yeah. Um, well, I always like the first month, man. It's exciting. There's always a few new surprises. Uh, you get a little sense of, of what you have with the team. And now, hey, the first month doesn't mean that, oh, this is exactly who teams are. The orders last year would, would attest to that. But I just like the excitement and that there's hope everywhere. I like uh, the social aspect of it. I mean, going to games is great, right? But, you know, when you get together with the friends on a Saturday night and watch uh, the Oilers, say, on Hockey Night in Canada, whoever your team might be, I mean, that, that's some of the best stuff. Uh, some people might use it for a little pre-gaming before they go out. For some people, they're just staying in. But it's always nice to have a hockey game on Saturday night. So I cannot wait for Saturday for a Hockey Night in Canada to return and just the social aspect of it. Yeah, well, it's very good. Very good. Um, a few quick texts uh, to get to. Um, hey, Gay, can you help me understand why Edmonton did not acquire Shea Weber's contract? I can't believe their shorthanded roster is worth accrued deadline. Cap space, Edmonton will need four lines. Getting a full roster now allows the team to develop chemistry. Last year with Kane, unfortunately, went down, allowed Yanmark and Costin into the lineup. Um, well, first of all, adding Shea Weber and LTIR would do zero benefit for the Edmonton owners. The Edmonton owners are $300,000 shy of the cap right now. The only way LTIR helps them, if it's one of their current players who's already on the roster, would go in LTIR. Then they could put them on there. Then that would free up the cap space because it comes off of their regular salary. Shea Weber, there's no benefit. None, zero, zilch. Uh, also, if Nima Linen, once he's healthy, and uh, you know what, that's going to be fairly soon, so they might miss one or two games with not 12 forwards, then they'll add a 12 forward and he'll go down. So they'll have the four lines and the 12 forwards. But here's the other thing. As far as continuity goes, they added Bukestad and Ekholm at the deadline. They didn't need all season continuity to be successful. So I don't, I don't believe that you're going to build continuity on your fourth line in October and it's going to stick there. The order's fourth line might be Ernie, Yanmark, and Ryan once Nima Linen's down. Do I think that'll be their fourth line when the playoff starts? I do not. So I don't, um, but there's be zero benefit. The orders starting the season in LTR doesn't help them at all, especially when they're so tight to the cap as it is. There would be zero benefit because he is not currently on the roster. If it was one of their current players, that's different. You mentioned Kane. It's because he was on the roster. Then he got injured. He went on it, right? That freed up cap space. Shea Weber doesn't free up any cap space. It would actually take away cap space for the Empton orders, the 300,000 they have. Let's get to uh, Connor Halley and a Sports Center update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home of the no payments, no interest for one full year. Stay warm all winter 
at LegacyHeating.ca.